0: Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reina. Let's jump into our word. Father, I thank you for allowing us to be in this house to do what we have to do. I thank you for saving us. I thank you for cleaning us up. And I thank you that you allowed us to walk in your spirit. And in the name of Jesus, I pray today that you will speak to every person here and that you will revive our soul. In Jesus' name I ask, amen and amen. All right. You may be seated. You may be seated. Praise God. (coughs) (coughs) Well, everybody's fighting something today. (coughs) I'm fighting whatever. I don't know what I'm fighting, but I'm always fighting. It never stops with me. Every devil I got against me always has to bother me. So I get to bother them back today. (laughs) Turn with me to the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And I would like to start there, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, which to me is the foundation of everything that you and I stand for. The minute you get saved and you're born again, your eyes are open, but then God says, I want you to start reading this Bible, and I want want you to retain your faith. Because as you read the Bible, you get inspired that God uses regular men to accomplish everything that they have to accomplish. So listen to these words in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. So faith, what is faith? Faith is when you open your heart to God, not seeing anything that's going on, all of a sudden you cry out to God and God just comes into your heart. Or you need a miracle and you're a regular person and you open up your heart. God can do a miracle when you open up your heart because now you're releasing what you're saying in your heart and you're releasing it into the ears of God and God hears you. So that's why faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. For by they, the elders obtain a good report. I don't know about you, there is a battle that you and I are battling, and you and I need to rise up to the occasion, not be a quitter. But just go through the storm. Even if you don't understand what you're going through, you just made up your mind that you're going through that storm. And by faith, you're stepping into it. And you're going to obtain a good report that God is your deliverer in the middle of trouble. Come on, somebody. And he is. He is. And as I go to Matthew, I want to speak to you a little bit on faith and family crisis faith and family crisis out of the book of Matthew 15 and I'll be looking at verse 21 and I want to deal with several issues because I believe that God's preparing his church to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish here on earth not only am I looking forward to heaven but I'm looking forward and seeing what God does here on the earth that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, whatever's taking place in heaven will be taking place here on the earth. And you and I are part of that Holy Ghost system that God has placed in there. Jesus always walked around people, and the people were always attracted to Jesus. And all of his stories are so different, and yet they come down to one conclusion. When you believe, you will receive. That's the conclusion of everything. So faith is is a great part of us. Constantly, your faith is growing. Every time you get up in the morning and you start praying, or even if you get in your car and just pray simply, your faith is growing. It's coming alive. Why? Because now you have your eyes open, you have your spirit open, and you start believing what God is saying, and your faith rises to a different occasion in your life. So it's important that you understand that faith is so important, because faith in Christ can save a soul. It was your faith that God got attracted to you. When you said, God, come into my heart, it was your faith that you released, come into my heart, and he says, I'll be right there, boom. And he hits you. Why? Because you activated your faith. And faith brings your, your prayers answered. Because when you pray by faith, you can be praying maybe for a month, for two, or maybe for one day. Or even for a half a day. Or even for a half a second. When you pray, all of a sudden, a miracle takes place. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. But nevertheless, you're not giving up because you know that by faith and prayer, God is going to accomplish what he said he was going to accomplish. And also, faith takes away the anxiety that we carry. Once we learn how to pray, we break the anxiety. I don't know about you, but I always lived a life of anxiety, always nervous, always wanting everything fast and and going through my tantrums. And when I learned the key to prayer and I learned that if God before us, who can be against us, all of a sudden, my spirit just brought a calmness. Why? Because faith got activated through my prayers. And then faith pleases God. When you walk around and you're pleasing God wherever you go, you're acting properly. You're talking to people. You're you're constantly speaking about Jesus. God is doing something through your life, through your life. You're just not a regular individual. You're a you're a vessel of God that He's poured His Spirit in you. You are a vessel, and you got lips, and you got a will, and you speak it out. And then God does what He needs to do. Why? Because now you're a different person you're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus you're not what you used to be now you're a man a woman of faith and you can, you can you can claim anything you want to and let God do what he's going to do is answer your prayers but if he sees danger in your prayers like bring me that handsome guy it might be bad for you bring me that hot lady that might be bad for you oh well everybody knows no more man's here and <laughs> Look for a godly man, is what I'm saying. Look for a man that is full of character, that loves God, that's not going to leave you or forsake you. Or look for a lady that's going to stick to you, and she's not going to forsake you. Those are the type of people you will find in the kingdom of God. Why? Because of your persistence in prayer. When you love God in the middle of your afflictions, then you know... That you gave your life over to Jesus 110% In the middle of your afflictions But then there's crises that come to all of us Different crises always happen I don't know about you, I thought that when I got saved Everything was going to be perfect I found out that everything got destroyed All my thinking had to restart itself That it wasn't the way I was going to think It was the way that God wanted me to think And when he changed my thinking He changed everything And it made me a better fighter I didn't quit Because I love to quit sometimes Start something and quit But now I'm too legit to quit. So all of us here, we got some gloves on and we're fighting and we're accomplishing things because we're stubborn. That we're not going to leave God until he does what he says he's going to do. In other words, no more quitting. No more quitting because you're a boxer, you're in an arena, you're running a race, and you're accomplishing that race, and you're training for that, and you're telling the devil, I'm not quitting. You can hit me with this, hit me with that, hit me with this other thing. No matter what you hit me with, I will bounce back, and I will come into that place, and I will fight more. So, family in crisis. I'm going to deal with this lady Who the Bible talks about that great was her faith. Great was her faith. And I'm gonna read some scripture and I'm gonna take it verse by verse so you could see it with your own eyes. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Bless it now in Jesus' name and multiply it in every heart in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And Jesus went thence, verse 21, and departed unto the coast of Tyre, a Sidon. So here's Jesus traveling. He was a man that was constantly traveling. That was his way of evangelizing. He didn't have transportation like we do, buses and cars. and oh, No, he might have had a donkey, maybe a, maybe a carriage, but it was his thing to walk. There's something about walking out your faith. There's something about walking that you get into destinations and needs that have to be taken care of. Every morning that we wake up in our eyes, we're headed for a new destination. And you don't know who you're going to bounce, bump into. Bounce, bump into. (laughs) And then the need is going to be right in front of you. And God's going to use you to fulfill that need. And Jesus was walking. And he was looking. And he knew exactly that God was going to do something fresh every single day. Now listen to verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Mark says it this way. That she had an unclean spirit in her, in her daughter. I don't know about you, but dealing with family is pretty tough. Especially if you have somebody that's demon possessed. And you and you don't know how to deal with no demon possessed person. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody that's demon possessed. Maybe you were demon possessed and you're sitting here today all holy. But you've been delivered. But this lady was desperate to see her daughter going out of control. They say that she had a rage in her. Have you ever seen people that are demon possessed? They're angry all the time. They have a rage. They can't be sitting in one place. They're constantly jerking and making faces. and Sometimes they even make noises with their mouth. And you could hear that it's something different. I don't know about you, but I I was demon-possessed. Oh, man, I had a lot of devils when I came to Jesus. I thought I was perfect. I found out when I walked into the presence of God, I found out that I was demon-possessed. And I remember everybody jumping on me. We're going to pray for you, and we're going to cast out these devils. Thank God for those Holy Ghost people. That love people enough to cast out devils I've seen a lot of people The minute somebody gets manifested They run They go hide You know why they go hide? First of all, they don't know what they're encountering with Second of all They think that thing's going to come into them Because they're not living right Oh, hallelujah Hallelujah And this lady came to Jesus with her daughter. Can you imagine that? Having a daughter demon-possessed. And she's raging. And she's out of control. And yet this lady is saying to, to Jesus, Here I am, I'm bringing my daughter to you because I have no other place to go. Listen, nobody can cast out a devil. They'll throw you in the mental institution and put you there and leave you there but there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of the Lord when we use the name of Jesus every demon trembles in the name of Jesus that's why it's people feel uncomfortable sometimes it's because God is dealing with you God is pointing out of everything that's going on in your life and God wants to see you freed and when you're free you are free indeed and this lady understood that Jesus was the only person around to cast out this devil I remember the guys got me and, uh, and man I, w- I manifested I manifested I mean I I manifested I might, I might have been a skinny dude, but I can take on some heavy-duty guys, man. because it wasn't me. It was the devils living inside of me. But I can remember when those devils came out of me, oh, hallelujah, it was the best fix I ever got. Adamosete. Man, I felt the glory come into my life, and I felt every devil just leave. And I said, oh, my God, what happened to me? For the very first time, I started seeing clear. I started hearing the little birds. Sing I started hearing everybody And I said man something supernatural Took place in my life Hey when you Are demon possessed you need to get Rid of those devils Because those devils Make you angry Make you want to fight Make you want to do the Weirdest things Because you're demon possessed I want to tell you this morning, you have a great God, a God that loves you, a God that cares for you, a God that is very patient with us, but he is making sure that he takes care of business within us, within us. He loves us. Say it with me. He loves me. Say it again. He loves me. So this mother comes in praying, praying. He looks at him. Can you, I don't know if you can handle it, but getting that, lady, that girl in control and coming to Jesus and asking Jesus to deliver his daughter, her daughter. He says, have mercy on me, O Lord, for thou son of David. First of all, she recognized who he was, that he was God incarnated in the flesh. And that there was a presence on him because she had seen miracles and heard other people say about their people being delivered, and she was convinced that that was the only way to get her daughter freed. Sometimes we need to hear what other people say about what Jesus has done. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, He hasn't changed. The only thing is that now the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. To accomplish God's will, you can get that individual, put your beautiful hands on that person, and say, In the name of Jesus, I command you, devil, get out of my sister, get out of my brother, get out of my house, get out of my mother, get out of my father. I command you. When you take dominion like that, you change the atmosphere. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen, yet by the elders. They gained the understanding and they saw what God can do. Amen. I'm talking to you, church. Yes. We're coming into an area now that it is possessed out there. Yes, yeah, we got all kinds of weird things. Yes. We, we got now Satan churches, they're coming alive and they're going out in the streets. You got young men, young girls that are witches, yes. warlocks. Yes. We got all kinds of things. We got body changes and Sexual changes and all that weird stuff. Let me tell you something. We need to get back to God. But the church needs to be the church that is full of the glory of God. If you're full of the glory of God, you're not afraid of anything. You know to be absent from this body is to be in the presence of God. You're going to have to look at yourself. I am changed. I'm a brand new preacher. I'm a brand, brand new person. And God is doing something in me. And I am not the same. Now I want to help people instead of destroy people. Yes. This lady saw something in Jesus. She saw the deity of Christ. The power, the glory that he was carrying on this earth. She believed that she could, he could drive out these devils. Do you believe that God can do a miracle in your life? You might be sitting in this building sick. I'm telling you, you can go out of here alive again. Without a sickness, without a stain of sickness. But you're going to have to be like this lady. And cry out to God, I know that you can deliver my daughter. That was her dilemma. That was her dilemma. That was her burden. Sometimes we walk into church with our burdens. Thank God for the church. Thank God that you can lift up your hands towards heaven and give your burdens to him. Thank God that you live with your your demon-possessed husband, that God can take care of him. Or maybe your demon-possessed wife. Or your demon-possessed sons and daughters. Because you know how it goes at home. A lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. Second of all, listen to verse 23. His delay. Listen to verse 23. But he answered her not a word. Stay with me. He answered her not a word wow here is where faith is tried. sometimes just because you're praying doesn't mean you're going to get it right away your answer might not be fast it might be slow and it might be different coming in a different direction he answered her not a single word I wonder what why Jesus did that Maybe he wanted to hear cry out. Sometimes God delays things for us. Because that's when we start manifesting. Sometimes things are delayed because sometimes you want to do it your own way. And then you do it your own way and you find more trouble. But when you stand still and just wait and let God do the examination. Let God do the work that he's going to do. And even if it's delayed, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep on believing regardless of how hard it gets. Just a delay doesn't mean that it's a no. A delay is just, I'm delaying it. Maybe he wants something else from you and you're trying to get it. And God said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Because there's something, there's a disease in you that ain't working right with me. And I want it out of the way. Tell your neighbor, are you delaying a little bit? Are you waiting for God? Now listen to the rest of the servant. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. Now you got another obstacle. All of a sudden, now the disciples are saying, It's too complicated with people. I don't like we don't like to get bothered, Jesus, by this lady. This lady is just bothering. And Jesus ain't saying nothing. He didn't say nothing. And the disciples come up and says, come on, what are we going to do? They didn't want her around. You know why? Because they just wanted to do whatever they wanted to do and not care the way Jesus was about to care. Sometimes we're too fast as human beings. Come on, operator. Sometimes you hear the problem over and 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 pretty soon you go like, man, my ears hurt. the same problem over and over. Get rid of her. She's following us and she's crying. Everywhere we go, she's right there. And you're delaying her and we want you to take her. What a crazy thing to see, huh? For she cries, listen to the words. For she crieth after us. So in other words. They had a llorona crying for them. Yeah. Oh come to me. Help me. That doesn't sound right, right. That don't sound like a llorona. That sounds like a. Never mind. <laughs> Bothering them. Because they were ma- she was making them look bad. Because they couldn't do nothing. And Jesus was delaying everything. Delaying every single thing. God has a way of delaying things. Because sometimes we want everything too fast. And maybe God just wants to try you. Try us. To find out what is in our hearts. If we're going to quit. Or we're going to keep going. Delay means nothing. It just means God's taking His time. How many of you have ever wanted something fast and you didn't get it? What happened to you? You got disappointed. Really disappointed. And sometimes sometimes disappointment is good for you because you're not in charge, He's in charge. And if you wait with a good attitude, he's about to do his best work in you, but you just got to wait. And the problem with us, we don't like to wait. My name is Jimmy, Jimmy, so gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give we, we want it right away. We want everything. It's just like nowadays, they don't know how to cook no more. Everything is frozen. What, you want a, you want a pie? Okay, let me get it out of the... <laughs> Yeah, You know, you want eggs? i got them fried. I've got them already ready. I just need to put them in the microwave here. I'm going to heat them up, eat them, uh, eat them, and shut your mouth. What happened to the old-fashioned cooking where you take an egg and you literally crack it? And you scrambled it? What happened to making frijoles the best meal in the world? A lot of, a lot of protein in there. What happened to the old fashioned cookies? Ladies don't know how to cook no more. Uh-oh. I gotta investigate. Do you know how to cook? Uh-oh. You can cook? Mm-hmm. No. Charlie, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna be starving with you with frozen food. Hello. I'm gonna go down to Carmine to, uh, to a little restaurant, and get me a good plate, somewhere I can eat human food. Amen. Not frozen. Amen. Appreciate. I think I'm gonna start some cooking lessons here. Well, for all the ladies that want to cook and for all the guys that don't want to starve. <laughs> now is there anything wrong with not knowing how to cook? Yes there is, but maybe you lived in a family that didn't take the time to do it. Right. To teach you. I think we need some ladies to start teaching how to cook. Oh, it's getting quieter in this holy place. <laughs> God will always be silent. I, I don't like frozen food. Amen. I, I feel like I get anemic every time I eat it. <laughs> that I lose some kind of vitamins or something. And then when I use it, uh, somebody cooks a meal for me. I say, oh, Jesus, how, how wonderful you are. Amen. <laughs> And you, you eat homemade enchilas, homemade steaks, homemade everything. Oh, my God. I'm getting hungry right about now. But, but, but they sure taste good when somebody goes out. And the beautiful thing is to smell the aroma going through the house. Oh, that wonderful memory of... Feeling the aroma all over the house where you just smell it and then go on your tiptoes and you run into the kitchen. Amen. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm trying to feel what you're trying <laughs> Somebody gave me tortillas the other day, and I don't know how many they gave me, but they sure were good. I got them and put them on the comale, you or know, the little, what do they call comals? Okay, one of those, and I threw it on there. And I cooked those tortillas. And then what, I, what my favorite is. Is to put that butter on those. Oh, thank you. And then I rolled them like fine joints. You know. <laughs> and I took my first bite. Mm, oh Jesus. Uh, I took another one on the other hand. Out of there. Yeah. Doubled up on everything. Yeah. I forgot what a real tortilla tastes like. Well, she was getting ready for some fine Holy Ghost anointing to come and bring a miracle into the daughter. Sometimes delay is good for us. Remember when your mother used to tell you, just wait, I ain't finished cooking. And then you gonna smell it all. And you're waiting, man. Your body's shaking because you're hungry. (laughs) And when mom said, I got it all served. And you walk in and you started eating. And you said, Mom, this is the greatest meal in the world. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. yeah. You remember no. No, no, no. We're not going to go there. Oh, Tell your neighbor, delay is good for you. Number three. The disgust that the disciples had with this lady. Look at verse 23. And he answered her. Not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Delay is good. But when it's delayed, don't don't get a bad attitude like the disciples did. They had a bad attitude with her. Sometimes we have a personal bad attitude, and we bring it into church, And all of a sudden we start praising God and that ugly attitude leaves you. Have you ever noticed? How many here have ever come with a bad attitude? And then you start worshiping God and the attitude leaves. What was that? That was the enemy called the flesh trying to stop you from coming to church over an attitude. Get rid of your attitude. Tell your neighbor, get rid of your attitude, neighbor. (laughs) They said to that lady, send her away. Send her away. I think the the disciples were kind of uh, embarrassed about that lady. Because she was demonstrating her love towards God. While they were just out in the streets trying to do the work of God, but she had more passion than they did. More passion than they did. They were just probably just following around and obeying orders, but she came with a need, a heavy need that that need needed, had, that need brought a, brought a, a conviction on them. And brought, brought this thing that we've never seen this. But this lady comes with a passion. And he, she knows that she's going to get what she wants. Or maybe she, she would demonstrate more persistence in prayer than they did. Because they, she said, thou son of David, have mercy on us. That's what she said. And she demonstrated something the disciples were not demonstrating. And yet God literally Waited for her. Waited for her. Sometimes we got to get back to listening to the real needs. They were not listening to the real needs. They were ignoring the need. When you see somebody that has a need, right away address it. Let me pray for it. Let me help you cross over this thing. I've been there, done that. And I'm going to pray for you that God sets you free. And sometimes we have to do that. And then the other thing is that they didn't want to get involved with too much drama. Sometimes we don't want to get involved with too much drama. How many here have kids and they drive you crazy? You know what I'm talking drama. I'm like, gee, whiz, where'd you pick up all that drama? I mean I I had five kids, six kids. Five of them were girls. Can you imagine that? Me and Jason used to look at each other and say, it's time to go outside, mijo. Because this drama queens over here are pretty heavy. Oh, it's getting pretty intense here. Let's not get involved with drama. We got to get involved with drama. That's why God called us to bring an answer to the drama. The drama says, in the name of Jesus, God. I mean, we have the answer to that drama. In the name of Jesus, we can get this drama out of the way and bring a healthy attitude into the house. Amen. Let's look at another verse here. <clears throat> oh, I love this one. Oh, Jesus. Verse 24. But he answered and said, I have not sent, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. How would you like to hear that? I'm here for all the Israelites. I'm not here for a Canaanite lady. I'm not here for a Gentile. That's an insult. Can you imagine why God would do such a thing? Insult her that way with such a heavy need? He wanted to know if she really wanted it. He wanted to know if you were really going to follow Jesus regardless of what he said. We get offended right away with one bad word. That somebody says to us, or one bad sentence, but he said these words, and he answered her. I have not been said unto the. I've been said to the, unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. All the Israelis. That's what I came for, not for you Canaanites, right. called the dogs. Right. Wow. Now look at verse twenty-five. Then came she, worshiping him, saying. Lord, help me. See, we, we get offended and we stop. Because things are not going our way. But she did not get offended. She says, I'm still going to worship God. I don't care what you say. I'm coming to get what you want me to have. And that should be our attitude. I am not stopping until I get what I came for. She wasn't offended. Oh, I don't like that preacher because this and that. Forget it. Are you here to hear him? Or are you here to get what God wants you to have? Yes. Yes. Now listen to verse 26. And he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Another offense. Why should I give the meals that have be begun to the Israelis and give it to the dogs? Ooh. You, you would have been broken like... But she didn't care. She was obsessed with seeing her girl get delivered. She didn't care what you called her. She was coming to get her daughter delivered. But she was demonstrating her faith because her daughter didn't have her faith, but she had her faith and she didn't care. I got a need that is bigger than calling me a dog that holding me away from you. I have a need for that. And I want to see this need accomplished. Come on. We need to get some stubbornness in it. I'm not going to go until you deliver this lady. Oh. Called her a dog. Hmm? Listen to the way she was in verse 27. And she said truth Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which falls from the master's table. I don't care what you call me. I've got a meal falling down from the master's table. The crumbs. The crumbs. I don't care. I'm going to get those crumbs and it's going to heal my daughter. It's going to get your attention because I have a faith that you cannot kill inside of me because I have an obsession that my daughter has to be delivered. And I don't care what anybody says. My daughter will be That's the way we got to be with our family. I don't care. My family is going to be born again. I don't care. I'm going to see them born again. I'm going to see them serve God. If it takes years, regardless of what they say, I'm going to keep on doing what I know to do. Sometimes you just got to get fed up with yourself. She didn't care. Obsession with A family crisis. You're obsessed. Some of you are here. You're tired. Dealing with the same thing over and over. But you haven't given up. And God hasn't called you anything. You just persisted in your spirit. That you're going to see. What God wants you to have. Regardless of how you feel. Or think. Your faith comes alive. If God said it. He's going to accomplish it. And I'm going to see the glory of God all over my house. I'm going to see my husband saved. I'm going to see my children saved. I'm even going to see my dog behave. (laughs) That faith has to be expressed in the determination of praying. Determination. I'm not, what did Jacob say? I am not going to leave you until you bless me. that was the persistence of this lady. I am not going to leave you until you bless me and you deliver my girl. I've got a feeling that a lot of us are going to get delivered this morning. I've got a feeling that God is going to set us free <laughs> mentally, physically, spiritually. God is going to set us free so that we can accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. Otherwise, we go out with nothing. Yes, sir. I don't want to go without nothing. I want to go out with everything That he has for you and I Let me read this last 26 Let's make it 27 Oh I read that one Let's make it 28 Then Jesus answered and said unto her O woman Great is thy faith But it be unto thee Even as thou wilt." And her daughter Listen to this (laughs) One word from Jesus Listen to what happened. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. (laughs) She wasn't offended like some Christians get offended. She was not offended. When you have a crisis in your house, you want to fix it. I had five girls, they all, four of them went all demon possessed on me. And I was the pastor One of them ran away I had to go to the barrio Looking for them Knocked at every door But we were persistent You're not going to have her And we finally found her The other one went crazy Two husbands One husband One boyfriend Crazy We had to be persistent You're coming I don't care what And they're here And I could go on and on with those stories. But we were persistent. I'm not going to hand you my daughters, devil. I'm going to get them back, and I I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And they all learned. Now they all got kids. They gave me 18 grandkids. 18. I said, what did I do right? Persistence. Do not give up on your family. Amen. Do not give up on your miracle. You keep fighting for your miracle because it's going to happen. Come on, give Jesus a good clap. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the miracle that's coming. Thank him for the miracle that's coming. Thank you for that girl that went astray. That girl, that God that went astray. Right now, Lord, we claim them back into our homes. From the north, the south, the east, and the west, bring them back, bring them back right now as we're clapping that all the devils leave wherever they're at, that there will be a disturbance in the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Loosen them, loosen them, loosen them, loosen them, loosen them.